St. Peter today in our second reading talks about giving an explanation of our hope, the hope that you have. He says to do it with gentleness, with reverence, keeping our conscience clear. So why do I have hope? I have hope because of what Jesus has said, who he said he is, what he did, and what he continues to do in my own life. I have hope in Jesus because when, he ha- when I have suffered uh, in different small ways, Jesus has pulled me through those times. When I've been lost, when I've been confused or upset or lonely or overwhelmed or ashamed, Jesus has been there to save me. He's been there to bring me clear through those times. He has helped me to find a way back to a place of hope. I've uh, had, I never had success uh, going through any other method other than what Jesus brings to me tried lots of things, I think we probably all have, to try to find some comfort or some way of dealing with my worldly problems. But the only thing that consistently and and always, in a sense, is effective for me has been to follow Jesus, to seek him out, to ask for his help. Everything else has always been a promise made, but not fulfilled. And so for me, that's why I remain with Jesus. That's why I continue to follow him. Uh, He's given me a way to cope with my issues, and not only to cope with them, but to have hope that there's purpose in everything that I experience, both the good and the bad. So why do you have hope? What is the story of your hope? What do you hope in? My hope is based on my understanding of who Jesus is. That's why I've remained in his church. I realize even though there are a lot of human brokennesses in the church, a lot of ways we experience that brokenness, uh, both individually at times and as a, as a universal church, Jesus predicted that that would be the case, that we would continue to see that in the midst of the church. So starting a new church or trying to fix the world problems or all the, the, all the things that we've tried over the centuries as human beings, none of those things have worked. They've all been tried, but none of them have proven to be effective. So my hope is not in myself, it's in Jesus. Not every modern person thinks that way today. We can look around us and see that. There are a lot of things people have hoped in. Not all of them are evil, of course, but my experience is that none of them helps me to ride the waves like Jesus does. Especially when we suffer. When we suffer, we really find out what we hope in, don't we? We go to that thing and we say, solve this thing, this problem that I'm having. Please help me deal with this thing. And when we find that it doesn't help us, what do we do then? St. Peter says, it is better to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Having hope in Jesus doesn't mean I won't suffer. We should know that, and I think we all do. But I want to suffer, if I'm going to suffer, for something that is true. That's something that I have hope in. I don't want to suffer because I'm hopeless or because of my own foolishness at times, which eh, it's going to happen anyway at times, but we can't avoid that. Knowing Jesus has given me himself and that he has given me a willingness to suffer at times, just a little bit, uh, I still don't like to suffer, but it's for Jesus. And if it's for Jesus, then I'm willing to at least try to do that a little bit. I pray that someday I will be, be willing to suffer whatever he asks of me, if necessary, out of love for the Lord. So that being said, I want to share a little story of hope. People finding hope. Over a hundred years ago, 
an angel appeared to three little children in a little field. And they were there, and they learned a little bit from the angel about prayer, and that they need to do, to do uh, reparation for the crimes of humanity. And the angel appeared to the children three times. And then months later, Mary appeared to these three little children. She began to ask them for prayers. And she asked them to come and meet them on the 13th day of the month for the next five months. So for six months total, she asked them to come and meet her and to pray and to make reparation for all the sins of the world. Now as time went on, this news of this apparition spread and people began to both be excited about it and were very skeptical about it. And in the end, Our Lady did a fantastic miracle on October 13, 1917. That was the final apparition. The sun appeared to dance across the sky. There were 70,000 people gathered that day in the field. People were present and they saw this event. Now that morning it had rained, so it was very muddy and wet, and so everybody had been standing out there for hours and they were all wet and dirty. But after the sun danced, they found themselves dry and clean. Many healings and conversions were reported. Even those who had been skeptical walked away and couldn't deny this miraculous event that had happened. So it was an event that gave hope, but also an invitation to help others, to pray for others, to offer reparation for others. The message of Fatima is simple. For those who have the luxury of having the faith, having been raised in the faith or received the faith at a certain point in their lives, we are asked to make reparation for the sins of those around us, our own sins. Our Lady later appeared to Lucia, who was the oldest of the three children, who became, she became a Carmelite nun, and she said to her uh, that she was to talk about uh, the first Saturday devotion. Mary told Lucia to announce that she promised to provide at the hour of death the graces necessary for salvation to those who on the first Saturday of five consecutive Saturdays, five consecutive months, excuse me, confessed, received Holy Communion, recited the five decades of the rosary and kept her company while meditating on the mysteries of the rosary for 15 minutes. Pretty simple, huh? With that purpose of making reparation for the blasphemies against her immaculate heart. So this is something we could all do. Uh, it's a simple uh, thing. If you have five months in a row that you can go out to Mass on a Saturday, why not give it a try? We should have hope, though. We have hope, but there are a lot of people around us who don't have hope. And if they, if they don't know Jesus, why should they? Why should they have hope? In a world where there's so many discouraging things happening, so many problems that we can't fix, that we don't have answers for, so much confusion and misunderstanding. It is a hard time to have hope without Jesus. But I have hope. I have hope in Jesus. For as he said, take courage, for I have overcome the world. I have hope that it's not dimmed or blotted out by the evil or the problems around us. I cannot fix all the problems. I can't stop the evil of our world. But I can pray. I can do a little reparation. Most of all, I can continue to have hope in Jesus and his Blessed Mother. I can share this hope with those around me. So friends, that's why I have hope. That's my explanation of why I have hope. 
I hope that it is undimmed by the passage of time, by the events of this world, no matter how evil or grim they may appear. So again, once more I ask you, what is your hope in? What do you have hope for? Who is your hope in? If someone asked you to explain the reason for your hope, what would you say?